This is the Sklo Library Podcast. Maria Burchell is the head of adult services at Sklo Library and a top 10 finalist in the Coney Island Homestead Off, meddling in log rolling and oyster shucking. Maria, thanks for being with us today. You're welcome. I didn't bring any oysters though. Yeah, okay. So Maria, autumn is here in all its glory, but we can see winter's dark around the corner. We were talking the other day about ways in which our patrons can stay connected to each other. What can we offer our listeners? We have a plethora of options. Not only do we have books, you know, which is a good way to connect via book groups and uh, those kinds of social experiences, but we also have Zoom rooms, which you can reserve and then share that link to your friends, your family, um, and meet up there and have your party or, you know, what have you. Anyone can have a free Zoom account, but their event would get cut off after 40 minutes, whereas ours is more or less unlimited and you could have 300 people join if you sure. want. Sure. I mean, if you're anything like my family, we, when we get on to a Zoom, Zoom call, we're going to be on there for a while. My last Sunday, it was two hours, Yeah, uh, which I was surprised. I thought as we established it as a tradition, as everyone was, you know, trying to deal with the pandemic at first, I thought this is something that would peter out, but they're getting longer and longer. (laughs) And I haven't, I don't long for them to be over it. You know, I just, all of a sudden the afternoon's gone and I still have all that mulch that needs to be distributed, but You still have things you have to do, but it's been a whole week since you talked to them or saw their faces. And this is especially now a great way to be able to like actually see the expressions on people's faces. It seems so long ago that I was a teenager that could not wait to go to college. I could not imagine if you had told me in 20 years, I would be... Looking forward to talking to my parents for <laughs> for two hours at a time. So you are out of your mind. But yeah. it's funny how they have grown to be more reasonable over time while I have stayed the same. Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> if any of our patrons would like to check out what Sklo Library can do via Zoom, it's sklolibrary.org slash virtual hyphen rooms. So one of the things I am super excited about is StoryCorps Connect. Ah, I have kind of made a lot of work for people, which I feel bad about, but I think it's really cool. We're about to just push that right back on you. (laughs) That's great. That's great. I, I, this is your baby. It's kind of gotten away from me. So, StoryCorps Connect, can I bring you the good news about this? Absolutely. Please do. All right. So, people might be familiar with StoryCorps, it's run out of the American Folk Life Center from the uh, Library of Congress. And in normal times, or a couple years ago, it was uh, traveling uh, vans and kiosks that went around the country as collecting and curating oral history of Americans. Then they had an app, which you uh, still can download and turn your phone uh, kind of into a recording booth that uh, you and someone next to you could have a story and then you just hit a button and it gets uploaded to their site. But with the pandemic, People can't gather and uh, create that. So they have StoryCorps Connect. 
StoryCorps Connect runs in any web browser. You go on and make an account and your partner does the same. And then that connects you together where you can record a story, interview, discussion, whatever you want. And then it catalogs it and uploads it to the Library of Congress. And we've been really privileged to partner with Center County Historical Society and the Center County Library and Historical Museum to form a community of Center County discussions, memories, history, any kind of things related to Center County. It's, it's pretty cool. You can also upload a conversation you've recorded elsewhere. So when um, my grandmother was 95 on her birthday, my wife and I went and interviewed her and it was one of those things where I didn't know how into it she would be, but it was three hours. We just covered her whole entire life, but then just sat there on my laptop and I had no idea what to do with it. When I found out about this, I was, this is the perfect platform. So I just uploaded it um, to my profile once I made it on StoryCorps Connect. And then I created a community uh, for my family. And so what that allows you to do is just create, it's basically a hub where people associate different stories together. So I made one for the Drain family and then sent that out so they can listen to the interviews of my grandmother. And then, you know, my nephews in 40 years will be able to go and listen to, you know, these voices that they had never heard. And that's pretty cool. And the community is anything you want it to be. You know, it could be friends from college, your family like mine, the guys and gals at work, you could do it for your classroom. If you're a, a teacher or a student and you wanna organize your, your classes, it's a great way to kind of uh, capture an oral narrative. Totally, I think especially this fall, um, you know, the way we're looking at it is, is really a way for the community to connect together and, and, and families too. I know when I've had those discussions with my dad, you know, he's, Oh boy, 91, I think now. And it's like, you really want to preserve those moments. And you know that there are there were opportunities in the past that you didn't get to do, you know, like you didn't get to take advantage of. So I think that this is just a really nice opportunity, a nice time to have those discussions and to preserve them for you know years to come. For sure. I can't imagine a better time than autumn to at the very cusp of winter to not wait. Right. That's, that's the time to seize the day. Yep. With the Center County Historical Society and the Center County Library and Historical Museum, we created a community on the StoryCorps archive called Center County Memories. And we invite anyone with a recording related in some way to Center County to link there. Let me just talk through everything you can do with a recording. First of all, you don't have to do anything with it. You can mark it private and leave it to ponder later. You can share it through a URL on social media or email to anyone who might be interested. And you can make a community at the StoryCorps archive for your friends, family, coworkers, classmates, students, alumni, sports team, whatever. And that's the place where folks can go to hear stories and conversations all about the group that's of interest. So that's what we've done with the theme of Center County, but folks can use StoryCorps Connect for whatever they like. Anything that gets conversations and connection going is something we are happy to support. Even if you're reticent about trying out a new technology, many people are now familiar with Zoom, and you can lift the audio right out of that, just convert it to an MP3, and then 
upload it to the StoryCorps archive. You can find instructions on how to do that and everything StoryCorps related in the link in this episode's description. Or you can call us and we'll help you. Yes, yes, I would happy, happily do that. We will be back in a moment with Maria Burchill on more ways to stay connected while apart. In most podcasts, you'd hear a string of commercials for the midpoint break. At Sklo Library, however, we are only concerned with connecting our community and nurturing a culturally rich life in central Pennsylvania. That's why all our underwriters are from fiction. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sunnydale High Sentinel. Whether it's bringing you hard-hitting stories like student volunteers at Crisis Center phone helpline, or apathy on the rise, no one cares. You can count on the Sunnydale High Sentinel to get you some understanding of the story, eventually. From the bronze to the magic box, let your school paper be your sentinel. If you have an underwriter from fiction that you would like to see sponsor the show, send your advertisement copy to bdrain at sclolibrary.org. We are back with Maria Burchill, the head of adult services at Sclo Library, discussing ways in which we can stay connected during the pandemic. So we can offer our patrons um, a lot of books with our doorside service, some virtual community rooms through Zoom. And we've talked about StoryCorps Connect and a portal for that. What's something fun that uh, folks can connect with, maybe play play some games? Oh my gosh. Well, you and I both love playing games, I think. Right? That's true. Yeah. So uh, we've been playing D&D. And I, I know that it's, it's rising in popularity right now because you can do it online. Mm-hmm. And um, we've gone sort of the lower... Uh, tech entry point route with just Google Hangout. We're sharing Google Docs, Google Slides to give us uh, um, our maps, you know, and our movement, our, our movement maps, which is great. And, uh, you know, every Sunday, three hours, it's just wonderful. <laughs> Connecting across the, like, across the nation, right? We're here in State College. They're there in, on the the West Coast is fantastic. Excellent. And that has a totally free platform that you've kind of st- sketched together. Yeah, completely free. So for people not familiar with Hangouts, you can see you have audio and you have video. So everyone can see each other. Yep. You have then, to have a Gmail account. You have to. Okay. Gmail. Right. So. Uh, but that's easy enough to come by. Yep. Also free. Also free. Um, and then if ever you have to refer to a map or if you have pictures or some sort of like written prop that would, you would just have people tab over to look at the Google doc, the Google slide, anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, when you're in the game, it's not as important to be able to see the person, but of course you can open the win- open, like a new window, you can move your, you know, so that you have the camera and you can still see people's reactions, but you also then have depending on how large your screen is, right? You can, you can divide out like that. Great. Excellent. So our gaming group uses Tabletop Simulator, and that is not a free one. It costs $20 on Steam, and you can get a four-pack for $60. So it's not free, um, but what it does is kind of incredible. It itself is just a sandbox of physics where 
there's dice and cards and you just move everything around. So that by itself is not that impressive. However, there's a whole community of people who have then made modules that you upload and those are almost entirely free and um, it looks great. So anything you can do in real life as far as shuffle cards, have a hand of cards, deal cards, roll dice, move pieces around, you can do in this. And, are they the standard or they like the standard 52 pack of cards or? Um, you know, if you were playing just Monopoly, a, a game people are familiar with, uh, those it would look just like a regular Monopoly board with everything everyone's familiar with. And you would, you know, roll your dice and move your piece along. And the first minute you think this is a ridiculous interface, I'm not going to like this. But by minute five, you it feels totally normal and you don't look back the game we're playing is uh, called gloomhaven and it's a kind of big table hog in real life and there's a lot of kind of game overhead of keeping track of these pieces and this and it in a it's a great game but it kind of gets in its own way a little bit with that but in tabletop simulator all that is taken care of with scripting and it is a much better experience than just in real life. And if we could meet tomorrow and play Gloomhaven, we would probably all bring our computers and then play the tabletop simulator version of it. I have found it to be definitely worth the cost if you have other people that you can play with. Everyone who plays does need to have the client bought and installed. So, you know, 20 bucks spread among four people, that's getting up there. But then you have a whole you know, many years of use for it. And almost all the games that you would then upload are free. And it's so many, you can't even really browse for them. If you go on Steam and just go through the pages to see what's out there, there's thousands of pages. You really have to know what you want to search. It's, so are they, you know, are they like recognizable? I mean, Gloomhaven is a pretty like well-known game, I think. Yep. But um, are there, are there like you know, standard sort of family board games on there as well? Yes, yes. And some of those come built in to the game. I think you can like do chess right out of the box. You don't have to download anything. Oh, that would be great. And we we've, we used to have a chess club that met at the library every weekend, right? right? But we really struggled with figuring out how to make that, how to translate it that into the virtual environment. So this might be an option. That could be, could People be. People who might are, miss, are missing uh, that social interaction. Yeah. So there's other options out there, including Vassal, which is V-A-S-S-A-L, Tabletopia, Yukata.de, and Board Game Arena. I have not tried those out, though, so I can't attest to those. But in the exegesis of board game thought, those are other ones that uh, people use. Yeah. And the, I mean, the teens are probably familiar with like Twitch and Discord as as places to uh, meet up socially to play games yep. online too. Yep. 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 Sticking with the entertainment. Uh, if we, if we wanted to watch a movie, how would we do that? Hmm. Well, of course you can just kind of decide that you're going to watch the same thing at the same time. Right. And then either, you know, zoom together for online, the, the library zoom room, because you have more than 40 minutes. Um, or you can uh, download an extension for your browser called Netflix Party. Mm. You have a Netflix subscription. 
Um, it's pretty much like a glorified chat room, uh, but you can then get to share controls over the, uh, over the film or program that you're watching. Uh, that was pretty fun. Cool, cool. One thing that I do at the library here is field questions on virtual event planning. And I have to say, there are quite a few organizations, groups, and clubs continuing with their mission or programming through virtual means. We had a reduction in virtual programming traffic during the summer as the opportunity cost to not running around outside is quite high. But as the days get darker and the air colder, I suspect we'll see a rise in demand. I would recommend to folks that there's probably more than you think happening virtually, which are good ways to stay engaged and stay connected. Yes, ways to connect socially. Yeah. And we've got, you know, especially if you're looking for for uh, physical outlets and uh, tree yoga, right, has their yoga um, programs. Um, Central Pennsylvania Dance Workshop has you know, dance activities that you can attend virtually. I know several people who have done online music camps, which is, in some ways, more convenient. So mm-hmm. that's been that's it's been a great fun. opportunity. This this winter, like, I am determined to learn something new. Oh, anything in particular? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm I've been playing with um, like it's October, so I've been doing Inktober. So every day I draw like a little something new, cool. even if it's just a doodle. Um, but this winter, I'm thinking maybe a language. Okay. You know, yeah. but you know, there's also, there's also instruments, but I'm not sure I'm quite that dedicated. <laughs> well, we have a whole collection of unused ukuleles now, right? Oh, we do. We should probably start a library band. I don't know. I've never played a ukulele, but I've heard that it's very easy to get started. Yeah. Yeah. So Maria, we usually end with a book recommendation. So here, here's yours. If you were captured by pirates and you had to recommend a book in order to bargain for your freedom, which book would you recommend that you're fairly confident once they read it, they would let you go? I would say the book that would guarantee me getting fed to the sharks would probably be, now I'm being too too creative. I'm like thinking Pilgrim's Progress, probably. <laughs> <laughs> But the book that I think people would just like in general, I think would be Circe by Madeline Miller. Okay, excellent. I think most people would just like it, you know, even if they didn't love it, they would still give it like three stars. Okay. And at least in the original, themes of escape are definitely Odysseus trying to get off Circe's island. Mm-hmm. I guess she's a pirate of sorts herself. She is, yeah. She's definitely independent. Yeah. Not afraid to go uh, adventuring and explore. (laughs) Nice. Is there anything coming up in November and December that, or second half of November or December that you'd be uh, definitely want to put on our patrons' radar? Oh, we've got a new program. It's sort of an asynchronous program because that's what we're all about right now, right? Uh, Called Crafts to Go. And so like the children's department has um, these opportunities periodically, we are, we've got a, a book wreath craft that you can you know, register to be on the list. We'll let you know when the, when the uh, packet is ready for you and you just come pick it up during door, door side. Excellent. And then you can share your photo with us and let us know how you did. 
Well, it sounds like folks in our area have no reason to be blue about the onset of winter. We have a lot of fun activities and myriad ways of staying connected. I think so. Well, Maria Burchill, Head of Adult Services, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Ben. That okay? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea how that's going to turn out. I think it'll be great. <laughs> Our poetry nightcap comes from Neil Gaiman. Maria and I have talked many times about Gaiman's work, and so since she was going to be on this episode, I thought, what the hey, I might as well try and get permission to read one of his poems. Although I thought it a long shot, he got back to me right away. So if you have a chance to check out this talented and prolific writer, please do so. This is The Day the Saucers Came. That day, the saucers landed. Hundreds of them, golden, silent, coming down from the sky like great snowflakes, and the people of Earth stood and stared as they descended, waiting, dry mouth, to find out what waited inside for us, and none of us knowing if we'd still be here tomorrow. But you didn't notice because, that day, the day the saucers came, by some coincidence was the day the graves gave up their dead, and the zombies pushed up through soft earth, or erupted shambling and dull-eyed, unstoppable came towards us, the living, and we screamed and ran. But you didn't notice this because, on the saucer day, which was zombie day, it was Ragnarok also, and the television screen showed us a ship built of dead men's nails, a serpent, a wolf, all bigger than the mind could hold, and the cameraman could not get far enough away, and then the gods came out. But you did not see them coming because, on the saucer, zombie, battling gods day, the floodgates broke and each of us was engulfed by genies and sprites, offering us wishes and wonders and eternities, and charm and cleverness and true brave hearts and pots of gold, while giants fee-fo-fummed across the land, and killer bees. But you had no idea of any of this because, that day, the saucer day, the zombie day, the Ragnarok and fairies day, the day the great winds came and the snows and the cities turned to crystal, the day all plants died, plastics dissolved, The day the computers turned, the screens telling us that we would obey. The day angels, drunk and muddled, stumbled from the bars, and all the bells of London were sounded. The day animals spoke to us in Assyrian. The Yeti day. The fluttering capes and arrival of the time machine day. You didn't notice any of this because you were sitting in your room, not doing anything, not even reading, not really. Just looking at your telephone, wondering if I was going to call. This podcast is produced by Sklo Center Region Library. Special thanks to Maria Burchill for joining us. In this episode's description, we have a bunch of links to some of the resources we discussed. As always, also come check us out at sklolibrary.org. I'm Ben Drain, your old friend and erstwhile companion. Take care until we meet again. <laughs>